to Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you will be blessed by this message from Senior Leader Marty Manuel. Great. Well, it's funny weather we're having, isn't it? Don't know whether we're hot or cold or a bit in between, but we're glad you're here. Are you glad you're here? That's good. Thank you. Just needed that little bit of confirmation. Hey, so um, actually Karen's just going to come up and just share a little bit about what we shared on Wednesday night. So just so some of you, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. First of all, I want to say a very happy birthday to Zeph this morning. It's his birthday today. We do love you, Zeph. <laughs> so we had a great night on Wednesday night, and for those that were able to be here, um, thank you for coming. It was, a, it was a night where we shared our heart for this year. We shared what we felt the Lord had been speaking to us over us as a church family and um, some new exciting things for this year. So it is on... Um, YouTube channel. It will be on our YouTube channel. It will be on our YouTube channel, so you can watch. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you'd like to just um, catch up and touch base, if you weren't able to make it on Wednesday night, then we invite you just to, to take a look at that and, um, and, and just hear the heart of what we shared on Wednesday night. So I just want to share a couple of things for this year that we're looking forward to just on a practical level. Um, this year, we, Marty and I are actually looking forward to running some seminars and we're going to run some seminars this year on just specific topics throughout the year um, that the Lord's been putting on our heart in the last few years, things that he's really um, shown us and taught us and revealed to us. And Marty's going to run some wealth and prosperity seminars and I really encourage you to go along to those um, I haven't really met too many people with an anointing like he has on finance and on, on that blessing in prosperity. So that will be amazing. And I'm going to run something on wellness, which I'm excited about. And I said on Wednesday night, my kids are very excited for me to talk to some other people about health and wellness because I talk so much about it at home. <laughs> they are very, very happy that I can release my passion onto all of you. <laughs> They're like fully filled with health and wellness. So I'm looking forward to running some, some wellness seminars this year. And um, we're also excited to run um, a seminar or maybe two on marriage and healthy relationships. And this is something that God has really um, poured into Marty and I through Wayne and Irene, who we just love so deeply and we are so thankful to God for them. Um, they just poured a lot of love into us and really blessed us. And we're just excited to share what God has really taught us about marriage and how to thrive and just have such a beautiful marriage on every level, on every level. So they're the seminars that we're looking forward to doing this year, and we'll give you more details when they'll be. Um, but the other thing we are excited about this year too is over the past few years, we've done missions outreaches into um, different countries, into India, and, and last year into um, the Aboriginal community here in Australia, which was just amazing, and Ryan's headed those up um, this year we have been praying about what the Lord has on his heart for us for missions and outreach. And we've felt a real um, stirring and excitement in our hearts from the Lord to really have a mission of love this year focused on our own community. 
and focused on those that we live with and dwell with in our own street, in our own community, in our suburbs and in our city and in our school community and and church community here and just as a church family to all have the opportunity to really partner in pouring out God's love and pouring out his incredible goodness onto those around us. So we're going to have a few different um, love missions throughout the year and we'll share that vision in more detail in the coming weeks. But it will be an opportunity where we can just really love on those in our own street, where we can love on those in our community right here on our doorstep and where we can do some prophetic evangelism and outreach in our own community and really see the love and presence of Jesus just saturate where we live and saturate those around us. So we're excited about that this year as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Isn't it nice to hear Karen's voice? <laughs> um, well, let's see. What should we do? Um, you can relax, Zeph. Give Zeph a round of applause. Actually, give our whole worship team. Wasn't that awesome worship this morning? Just great to come and, come and worship. Um, yeah, before I get into things, I just wanted to say one thing that I was just feeling you know, this morning, maybe as we were worshipping, I can't remember when it came to me, but I, I was thinking um, prior to preaching, I just wanted to encourage some people, it might be a lot, it might be a few, it doesn't really matter, that I just felt the Lord encouraging me to encourage you, that some of you, and like Karen actually shared a little bit on, um, was it Wednesday night, uh, about being battle-weary, and and one thing I wanted to encourage you guys who have been, um, the particular area that you've been wounded is often the area the enemy hates the most, you know, and, and in our lives, there's different areas. We're all different. We all have different um, susceptibilities, if you like, in our personalities, in our lives, in the way we operate. But those areas where you've felt the most attack that's the areas to ask the Lord for greatest breakthrough on. And that may be the very area that he begins to use you to multiply blessing to other people. And I can think of marriages, I can think of health, I can think of lifestyles and habits and things like that, that when we gain victory over this stuff, we then give it away. If we just gain it and keep it and sort of bask in that, it's great. We enjoy that. But when we begin to give it away, it begins to multiply. So the victory and the testimony becomes a reality for other people. And so I just felt that, that that's pertinent for some who are here this morning. So those battles, those injuries that you may have copped, um, they are for a reason. They're for a reason. And you might not be able to see it now, but in a short while, God will begin to use that. Ask him for wisdom, ask him for the right opportunities, and begin to give away that testimony. And it's very powerful. When someone's walked through stuff, you listen to them, don't you? Um, because it's, it's, you, you know that they've actually lived it and they've breathed it. And so let's pray this morning. Lord, I just pray this morning that you would come and fill this place with your manifest presence Lord, I pray that we would receive from you this morning. Lord, that we would operate, listen, and, and teach and preach and read everything around you this morning. We give you all the glory. 
Lord Jesus, we ask that even in our region, in our suburb, and in our nation, you would be made famous, you would pour out your spirit, you would be glorified, and Lord, all the attacks of the enemies and the lies, Lord, that you would conquer them, you would wipe them out, that you would take control, that you would have your rightful place in our city and in our nation, and even in our suburbs, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I've got a, a really short version of this morning or a really long version. Uh, so, you know, we can have a show of hands, but I think I know which one it would be. But if you have the uh, Ephesians 5, I'm going to start in Ephesians 5.1. If you have the New Living Version, it's even shorter. If you have NIV or NASB or, you know, any of the others, I think it's a little longer. Um, but let's start there. Ephesians 5, verse 1, and in the... New Living Translation, it says simply this, imitate God. That's a big thought, isn't it? Think about that. Imitate God. Or in NASB, NIV, be imitators of God. I was sitting on this a few weeks ago. In fact, I've read through Ephesians a few times and I've kept reading this bit. And I've been thinking, how on earth... Are we meant to imitate God? How on earth are we meant to do it? Literally, how on earth are we meant to do it? How is that possible that we could imitate God or even that that is his desire? You may have not thought it that way, but I want to we'll read uh, uh, Ephesians 1 and 2 in the uh, NIV. says, Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I think that verse 2 gives us the answer to verse 1. Verse 2 says, be imitators of God. And so often we get these statements from God or from the Word of God or maybe even from other leaders um, and we get these bold ideas and we don't know what to do with them. Verse 2 gives us the answer to this and it says, well, we live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We imitate God through imitating Jesus Christ. We imitate God through living for and with Jesus. Because we only know God because of Jesus and his spirit. We only have a revelation of the grace of God because of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. And so we get an understanding of what this means to be imitators of God, to actually, let, let me just give you the definition of imitators. It means to emulate, to copy, to follow or mimic. Sometimes imitators is, uh, may you know, bring up a, a sort of a negative connotation, but actually here it's, um, Paul is saying to us, imitate God through Jesus Christ. What we see in Jesus Christ is what we see in God. In... Um, Let's see. John 5, 19, it says, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. So if we want to imitate God, the Father, we then get to know Jesus. We watch Jesus. We listen to Jesus. One of the things that helps me in, I don't know, making decisions or 
um, worshipping or reading his word, spending time with him, is actually picturing what he was like in his situations. You might have seen TV shows about you know, the New, the New Testament and the new early church and seeing Jesus when we read about it in scriptures. We get a feeling for Jesus' personality, don't we? And by his Holy Spirit, he then reveals things to us about God. He reveals his voice. He reveals his personality traits. He reveals the heart of God. And by the way, I'm just going to do a complete diversion for a moment. One of the things that for the Supernatural School of Leadership that Karen and I, um, Ryan, Karen and I are going to help run the first five weeks this term because um, four of the weeks we want to um, do a continuation of the heart healing, strengthening, refreshing process because we've realized it's a continual journey. It's a continual thing. You know, from year to year, there's deeper things that God shows us that it's, it's, it's a place of going deeper with him. Or maybe it's been a while since we've got in his presence and actually maybe there's some crust built up, some things built up, some judgments or criticisms or things that we haven't actually been aware of. And so that's why we want to do that in the first term so that we set up the year with a fresh heart, fresh anointing, fresh healing, and even deeper revelation. Because, you know, we, we need this and we continually posture ourselves. And why is that? Because... The world around us has so many false imitations that are yearning for our attention. They're yearning for us. And if you're on social media, it's just a, a bombardment of adverts and you know things that you can both from the church realm and the world and, and everything. There's so many things yearning for our attention. Say, imitate me. Imitate me and this will happen. Imitate me and you'll get success like I've had. Imitate me, look like me, and you'll get happiness and joy in your life too. But ultimately, none of those things are going to do it. The Bible says, imitate God. How do we do that? Through Jesus. How do we do that? With the help of the Holy Spirit. We need all three. When we get all three, we begin to realize that all the influences in today's world. And, you know, even in church world, it's, there's a lot of influences right now. And the one thing that I've had to learn, and I have to keep reminding myself, is what's right for one isn't right for another. And what I mean by that is we can't just pinch and pull some, something from somewhere just to mimic or imitate them and try to get their anointing. That's okay for them. They're anointed for that. And, what, and, and I think this is something that when we learn that our identity is in Christ and we're sons and daughters of the Most High, when we, when we walk in that and we stand in that and we get that revelation, we realize we don't have to mimic any other church. We don't have to mimic any other person. We don't have to imitate any of you know, the great people that are around. We need to be ourselves. And when we're ourselves, isn't it, isn't it a nice feeling that you don't have to be like anyone else? It's, it's just a nice little grace pill, as John Arnott calls them. It's like take a pill of grace for yourself. It's like, ah, oh, I don't have to be like anyone. No one is watching you saying, okay, you will finally get released and blessed and prosperous when you actually look like them and do things like them. No, he's saying do things like me. He's saying that. Imitate him. And when we imitate him, it will be perfect fit for us. It's not a perfect fit when we try to make someone else's shoes fit our feet. It doesn't work. 
It really doesn't work. And um, believe me, I mean, I've tried, I, particularly in business, you know, you go to a whole lot of seminars and you, you're told how to do this and how to do that. And um, yeah, I'm going to run a wealth seminar and share some of that with you. But ultimately, it's up to you to do, do whatever you like. But at the end of the day, there's so many pressures to make you feel like to succeed, you've got to do it this way. But the only path to success for you, which is different for me, and different for you and you, and it's different for all of us, is through Jesus Christ to imitate God. And when we get in that place and we realize, wow, take all the pressure off. I just feel that, you know, for some of you this morning, maybe, you know, you're feeling like, okay, if only I can do things this way, I'll get accepted. If only I can do things this way, then finally my breakthrough will come. If only I can do things this way, then finally the, the Channel 9 is going to drive to my house and say, come on, you've got your gig on home and away. Or whatever it is. If it was my mum speaking, she'd say, on Poirot or something like that. <laughs> and only the older generation will know that. So I've mixed the generations, right? But, you know, ultimately, a lot of our human nature desires and craves human success. But human cravings and success will always disappoint you. Always disappoint you. If, if our heart's desire is, I need that, I want that, I, I, I want that, it always falls short. It never, it never fulfills. It never brings that success that we think it will. It never actually brings the ultimate heart relief or, or um, breakthrough that we're actually seeking. That can only come by imitating God. Isn't that an incredible thought? Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 7 says this, for you know that you ought to imitate us. This is Paul talking about the apostles. We were not idle when we were with you. For you know that you ought to imitate us. Paul is even here saying that, and I would never put myself on this posture. Paul is an apostle of God who was persecuted, beaten, an incredible, phenomenal man of God. Uh, you know, one of the absolute greats. And he, he was bold enough to say, to us, imitate him. Imitate the apostles. And he can only say that with the authority because of his relationship with Jesus, with his relationship with God. No one could ever say that if they didn't have an incredible relationship with God themselves. And um, he says it again in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. And he says, so I urge you to imitate me. We all need encouragement from time to time, the weeks, the months, the years. There's various things that come at us. But when we get in that place where we actually have a picture of someone or something or a, a goal that we actually go for, it helps us on the journey. I think of it like this, that all of us need hope to survive. All of us, if we're born again, if we know Jesus and we've confessed him and we living our lives in him, then all of us have the hope of eternity. All of us have the hope of heaven when we die. But sometimes we need a little more than that just to keep us going. Otherwise, we might as well say, okay, take me now, Lord. 
And some of us may have said that from time to time. When things get really tough, you know, sometimes it might seem the easier way. But we need these doses of hope to keep us going, don't we? Do you ever need that? Yeah. Maybe on a weekly basis, monthly basis. And I want to encourage us this morning to look at the apostles. Look at the New Testament. If you ever need that little bit of hope to drag you through the week or get you through this month or get you through that problem, that trial that you're facing right now, then imitate the apostles. Imitate Jesus. Because sometimes for us saying imitate God, it's, it's a line cast so far out in the depths, it's way too big for us. But when we travel it down, we say, okay, well, Jesus, okay, he was a man. And Holy Spirit's with us now. Then we go, hang on, the apostles lived just like you and I. Flesh and blood, they had to struggle through the same things. They made failures. They had doubts and disappointments and fears. But even they were able to get to the place where they could say to others around them, imitate me. Wouldn't that be a great place to get to? Where we could proudly and humbly actually say to other people, imitate me because I'm walking with the Lord in a way that I'm proud that I'm actually proud of that posture with him. Not in a wrong way, but in a right way. But sometimes we need that little practical step. And that's one of the things that I always find with big ideologies like this is they're so big, we've got to make it relevant, don't we? Relevant to, to tomorrow morning. It's Monday morning, tomorrow morning. Who's excited about Monday morning coming? I am because, you know, we're not really doing too much, but you'll probably be down at the beach or somewhere. I don't know, but... Um, I. Uh, that's not a great thing to say to everyone who has to work on a Monday, is it? We actually will be sort of working, but just to make you feel better. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 33. And this is Paul again. He says, I too try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. And here he says again, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. He's made it practical for us. We have Christ, we have the Holy Spirit, we have God, and the apostles are in nowhere near that territory of, of divinity or anything like that. But they were men. They, were, they made failures. And even then, they got to a position in their life, and I was reading in somewhere else in... Um, Colossians, I think, this morning how um, he was actually saying that, uh, actually it was in Thessalonians, he says to the church in Thessalonica, which is an amazing word, isn't it? Um, he says, you know that we weren't even a burden. We love you. We weren't a burden for you. We even worked very hard to earn our own keep. And if you think about that, you can see the heart of a, of a person devoted to Christ, can't you? He didn't want to put any burden on them, but he made it really practical and really relevant for them. And that for us, I think this morning, is something that we can take away. If Paul can do it, you can do it. If Peter can do it, I can do it. I mean, Peter denied Christ three times. And there was, there's other failures amongst the ranks that we could list off. But we've all made failures this morning. We've all made failures. Maybe not this morning, but maybe in our lives, we have made failures. But through Christ, we're made right, and therefore we can imitate him, just like the apostles. So if you need any encouragement this morning, the apostles did it, so can you. You can actually say to people around you, when we're in that place with Jesus, imitate me. 
It's not something I would say quickly. Maybe in 30 years you might hear me say it. I don't know. But I want to get to that place where I can actually, even within myself, actually say, wow, if people imitated me, they would be imitating Christ. They wouldn't be imitating me. And so I want to encourage you this morning that um, that main theme of do not be pulled in any direction where he's not pulling you. Do not be pulled in any direction where he's not pulling you. It's so easy. It's so easy to say yes. It's so easy to just do things out of routine or out of desire of other people. But is Christ pulling you in that direction? Is he leading you to do those things? Is he the one guiding you, helping you make decisions, helping you through your day-to-day life, helping you uh, you know, even if it comes to, to finances, has he told you to do that? Or has he told you to do that in the relationship? It's so easy for us to not imitate him. I think it's possibly one of the hardest things to do, to actually imitate God and imitate Jesus. But we have a helper. We have one who is our advocate, and his name is Holy Spirit. And he's given by God, I think, because God knew we would just be terrible without God made manifest here on earth to help us. Either that or he'd have to double the angels and send us a, you know, a whole flock of angels so that they're constantly you know, monitoring everything. But Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's the one, when we get close to him, he helps us imitate Christ. He's the one. So when we're listening to him, when we're worshipping like this morning and the presence of God is here, he's the one making that possible. If the Holy Spirit were removed from the earth, our worship would be very dry. It's his presence that saturates us and the atmosphere to make worship a supernatural experience. Otherwise, it's just a concert, isn't it? It's just a concert. It's God made manifest in this room and in our lives. And that's why some people feel tingles, some people feel something different, some people, you know, feel other things, others feel nothing, and that's okay. God's still God. And so God reveals himself to help us imitate him. And we need that, don't we? I don't know about you, but I certainly need that. Stand up if you're okay with that. And I just want to pray specifically, firstly, for, just close your eyes. For those who, um, when I just opened up, I just shared for a couple of minutes on, um, particularly those people who actually have, have really felt that, that attack of the enemy in a specific area of your life. You haven't been able to get breakthrough. You have not been able to get victory, no matter how many good victory sermons you listen to. And, and, you know, faith this and faith that, and, but it's, it's just been plain hard. And I don't need you to put up your hand or anything like that, but I just want to pray this morning for that manifest Holy Spirit presence to come into your atmosphere and supernaturally touch your situation so that he will turn it around, because I can't turn it around. He will turn it around and he will begin to... Bring that victory. He will begin to let you even see how he's going to use you in that very area in the years to come. Maybe not tomorrow or next week, but in the years to come as he puts wisdom on top of experience, as he puts wisdom on top of disappointment and fear, 
then that culminates into a victorious life. And so, Lord, I pray for those specifically this morning who are here, who have maybe had years or months or days of an area of their life where continual battle comes against them and nothing they've been able to do has been able to gain that incredible victory that they know is possible. Lord, I pray this morning for a supernatural injection of faith into their spirit that they may see the victory. They may see it ahead of them. They may know that you are all-powerful, you are in control, and you will bring about good things. That the enemy's plans will not prevail. God is in control. He is in control. And so, Lord, we pray this morning that you would turn things around. Turn things around. If we need to repent, we repent. If we need to turn around ourselves, we turn around. And, Lord, we give these things to you. We lay them before you this morning. And, Lord, we ask that you would pick us up and that you would help us to make the journey, give us strength, give us your power, give us your direction and your wisdom. And, Lord, I pray and I decree your breakthrough in Jesus' name. Your breakthrough. By the Spirit of God, we pray for breakthrough. We speak breakthrough. In Jesus' name, we thank you for what is going to come. We thank you for testimonies. We thank you for incredible protection that you're giving to those who need it right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we pray this morning that you would help us, help us, help us be imitators of you. Thanks for joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org.